Good morning, brother. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? You good? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm happy to be back on the Duke podcast, bro. Is it is it the is it the last one? Yeah, the fifth one that uh, I do it with you. Oh, and wow. so it's, it will be also the last one. I just want to uh, say a few words to listener if you um, care to listen to. So I never thought this podcast gonna get this long for 24 episode, and um, I mean it's it's not um, a, a big achievement, but uh, f- for me it is with 2,000 view, uh, more than 500 people listen. I never thought that people would listen to my opinion, you know. So yeah, it's not the end. It's just like the series of this. I couldn't think of anything I want to do now, so I think. It's a good uh, move to stop it for a little while until I figure it out what I want to do next, and yeah, what who else gonna be better guest than Oliver for the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the fifth, the fifth one. Maybe this is why. Maybe you, uh, your listeners are so sick of hearing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, man. It's a uh, crazy that you're. That what you've done and what you've achieved, and uh, we always need time to reevaluate goals and stuff. So just taking a bit of time out and focusing on other stuff is like completely cool. And what you've done so far is great, man. And I think it's made a positive impact, especially all the people that have uh, been involved and uh, talking in the podcasts. You know, it, it helps them and it helps like yourself, helps anyone who who does care to listen. So yeah, man, I think it's been great. So happy to be here for the the last one, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, man. It's it's so sweet of you to say that. It's also like after like, um, I decide to 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 make this podcast like the last one. So I feel like I have responsible to make it like a nice, and also like have a gap to kind of how could I do this in a better way for the next series or like the next project or. The next time, if you say it, because um, I've been like in the lockdown, and I listen to so many podcasts, and especially from from Joe Rogan, and I know like either I'm I'm really into him or I'm just really high when I listen into him. But it's just like <laughs> the, the way he talk, you know, like it's just effortless. It's just, he said like it's like the the form of art, like expressing his thought and yeah. his view, like. Perfectly, you know. Also, like when you listen to Russell Brand, like the way yeah. they describe stuff verbally, it's like art. It's like drawing, but verbally. And um, yeah, like I feel after so much episode I do with people, I feel like the way I think and I describe what I think and I understand people is way better. And I. And it couldn't be like this without doing a podcast. So, I I really I really happy for that. But it's also can I tell you a story uh, about the podcast? Yeah, hit us up, man. Yeah. So um, th- the other day there was uh, somebody. Sh- she messaged me and then she said that um, because of the podcast, she was like she was so lonely, but she looking for the vibe and the fun that. Uh, we doing, but like she couldn't find it. 
I mean, she also really young, right? But like, she, when she listened to the podcast, it's not about the the quality or what I said, it's just nonsense. But it's just to to feel that there is somebody out there is the same to you, and then is encourage her to be like, oh, like she she on the right route and she's not feeling left out because I think basically you and me or like people who listen like in in some way you feel like you are a misfit <laughs> not, not not to the mainstream media because this is a hard like it is a different form of entertainment right like you have so many form of entertainment you can watch youtube or do it to watch a tv show <laughs> yeah it's definitely but, not a tiktok vibe here man <laughs> But yeah, but but you spend so much time just listen to an audio, but some random guy talking. So it's it's it's, and like when she tell me that, like it's just not like, um, I feel the best of myself or something. But it just, I feel, like it's make me uh, reevaluate what I said. Like, do I really mean what I said, or I just half ass it and then, in a way, I exaggerate what I said. Some, Sometimes I feel like, oh, like this is not who I really like is. I'm just um, make up a character that you feel like I'm this smart person, or so like that's why I want to um, spend more time like looking within and then develop myself. So 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 the next time if I want to express myself again, like I can be sure to the people who. Have like spend the time to listen. Like it's worth it. That I'm like I'm really that person. I'm not, you know, half ass something. So I feel obligated. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's that's cute, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. No, I hear what you say, man. It's it's important to take time and and uh, reevaluate thoughts. But like, if you're thinking, like you say, you look up to people like Joe Rogan and that. I'm sure they have these thoughts. I'm pretty sure I've even listened to a podcast with Joe Rogan and, and Russell Brand, these two guys you mentioned, and they definitely have these like these same thoughts where maybe they feel like they're an imposter or something. I think it's yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I was listening and they were saying it's like imposter syndrome or something. <laughs> yeah. And but man, like it's at the end of the day, the words are coming out your mouth. You might might have been influenced from people. Or maybe you feel like sometimes you talk about things that you don't really know much about, but you can only say what what you know at the end of the day. So, nah, man, this it's cool that you're taking some time out and uh, but don't feel like a, an imposter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Like I feel like that all the time. I feel shitty all the time. That's why I I never listen. Like after the fir- like some of the first couple episodes, and then after that, I stop listening to again what I said. Because I feel like it's like, like, cringe, it's, like a yeah, little, oh, like, did I say that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's also it's not always about myself, you know. I think um, it's podcast is just a different way of uh, expression. Like you man, have, it's, yeah, it's vulnerable as well, man. Because you you put you put yourself out to anyone who can listen, and everyone has uh, judgments and opinions of of yourself. So you know, it's 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 quite it makes you quite vulnerable to if especially yeah. if. Uh, Especially if you overthink things and you worry what other people think, then it can be like a hard, I guess. Yeah, like it's force you to be like that. It's force you to think so much because without thinking a lot, you can choose the way to say, 
like how is what is the correct word should I describe this topic or like that and um, yeah like it's a, a form of, ex of expression and then I, I read the other day about how should you express yourself and I know so many people you know like posting on Instagram I'm, I'm not judging this but everyone have different way of expression and then um, for this really long lockdown, I don't want to put out there my expression that is affect people negatively or making people jealous or hate themselves. And then I, I, I don't like shit posting. And so it's just like that. It's, it's make me like, okay, like I couldn't just release podcasts just because um, I think it's nice. Like it's so selfish, you know. So for me, I'm just like, I want to do something that is, is bring something nice so, so people can can get something out of it. And it's not, it's just not only always about myself. Like, you know, like you, I'm not a teenager. Just stop that. Stop that. <laughs> stop all that bullshit. <laughs> nah, man, it's cool. But you come back and I'm sure we come back stronger in, in another format, bro. <laughs> but no, like I, I do enjoy these podcasts and... Uh, I enjoy listening to them and just hearing like the everyday people's story but also like I'm experiencing the same lockdown as you right now and it does it's hard to to put things on social media and and to I don't know but make a podcast I guess because mm. there's not much going on in our lives right now you know <laughs> it's hard yeah. to to have something interesting to talk about or maybe you feel like you're having some self-doubts because you're, you're always stuck at home or whatever. So mm. that's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, the but decisions you make. Yeah. Here's the thought that I think about posting on social media, especially in the lockdown period. Like if you don't have much things going on in your life and you still posting, like does it in a way that you're seeking for attention and then when I think about that, I was like, do I really looking for people attention? Like, am I that sad? But like, not in the, just want to give something nice. But it's just like, if I'm shit posting, you know, like, do I really happy to, to get people seeing? Like, do they really care? And, um, it's, and I, I just decided I'm not going to post anything. I'm just going to also stay away from the phone. I, I don't want to be a slave to it. Like, everyone is not honest, right? Like, everyone's just like, when you tell somebody, like, why are you so addicted to phone? And it was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just, like, on the phone for, like, two, three hours. But no one really honest. Uh, even myself. Like, I'm I addicted <laughs> to phone. And then when I realized it, it's so sad. It's just so pathetic that I um, think I'm not looking at myself objectively, you know? And then now can I, like for the past three weeks i didn't touch my phone i feel so much relief because like i don't need it to make me f keep update you know and then i i only check it after 6 p.m so the so the first thing i do in the morning just just don't touch the phone like at all mm, yeah yeah, it's just, that's that's what, that, yeah that's that's just what i thought but it's just very extreme like like i but i feel really uncomfortable yeah like, I, I, yeah no, I'm, I'm the same. Like, I definitely feel addicted to the phone, um, along with a lot of other stuff, like coffee, for example. <laughs> but um, 
No, man, like, people maybe are posting pictures, even though there's not much going on, because maybe, yeah, maybe they they just want to keep in contact with their friends online or something. I don't think you have to see it negatively, that they're looking for attention, because there's nothing really wrong with looking for attention. If you're looking for attention from your friends, and maybe that's the way that they communicate with their friends. You know, everyone's different. But I'm, I'm the same as you, like, in the fact that, yeah, I see the phone as... A hindrance to my life at times you know being yeah. stuck on it for like sometimes i'll be on it and i'll be doing useful things on it and i don't mind spending a couple hours but there's other times i'll be stuck in that, that, that vortex of algorithms man I'll be drifting yeah. through instagram just like looking at just shit and then all of a sudden in my head i'm just like what are you doing man <laughs> stand up and do something <laughs> yeah no but yeah right like th- this is the result of i'm being alone like i spent too much time with myself and i didn't <laughs> i didn't talk to anyone about any of this topic so it just gets very extreme like like it's it's so nice that what you said that it's it's not sad it's not bad to want attention sometimes like we all need like we, we social creature but see like when i'm alone with a couple of people might wondering like why this uh vibe of of talking us why so sad and slow but th- th- this is this is what you get people this is get what you get of three months of barely talking to anyone too much time yeah, with yourself not no one like re-evaluate what your uh, quality of thinking is and you just drowning in there in your thought and then like now i realize when i'm alone with myself like i'm just so extreme i'm just such an extreme person that I was, I'm just, I just like to push myself to the edge of something, and just so crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, this this lockdown's it's different, isn't it? Like this, the lockdown here in Vietnam, or not even Vietnam, it's just Ho Chi Minh City that's been locked down like this. It is crazy, man. Like if if anyone's listening and they're not in Ho Chi Minh right now, how, how can you can just quickly compare for like anyone who's listening the difference between your lockdown in the Netherlands and the lockdown that we're experiencing now, like how much more extreme do you find this one compared to when you were back in the Netherlands? I think if I compare, it must be, if like on the hardship level, it must be double or triple. I mean, (laughs) yeah, like I'm not even exaggerating. So um, to to show you some, something that I thought in the Netherlands, uh, you in a lockdown, like the Netherlands is is very um, um, individualistic co- uh, society, so a lot of time you spend with yourself, right? But uh, with the lockdown, you can still able to go for a walk on your own, or no more than two people. You can uh, carry out your activities, so you can exercise outside. You can go for a walk outside. You can cycling outside, as long as you're not at the group of people, and so. I mean, like, it's hard that you can't go party, you can't go shopping like normal, you can't go do grocery shopping, you can't gather with people more than three or four. But in Vietnam now, you don't even have permission to go outside of your house, not even your front yard. So according to the government, like, I don't want to get into politi- uh, political, <laughs> but it's just so sad that is de- dehumanizing this that you can't go for a walk you, you can't breathe fresh air 
Um, well, there's no fresh air in Ho Chi Minh City. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very extreme, and I mean, it's so sad, right? Like, the like it's it's so extreme that to the level that when I go downstairs to buy something, like the feeling of like my feet that touch the ground, and like to walk, it feels so weird. Like I check my uh, my heart uh, data. Uh, yesterday and like the average um on my phone and like the average uh step that i take for the past month is one five hundred to like a thousand step every day <laughs> which is terrible <laughs> bad, <isn't> it, man? <laughs> and in the netherlands like i walk nearly from five thousand to like ten thousand every day so uh, yeah i think we it's really are like, we're like chickens cooped up in our houses and our apartments i i do feel like a some sort of like domesticated animal <laughs> yeah so that's what i really want to ask you to because um i think you're very sensitive and then also very conscious of, about what you feel and what you think so like how is your like what's your thought during this lockdown like do you get anything anything nice out of it also do you build any bad habit also any nice habit it's just your thought in general in this yeah i'm i'm probably one of those hermit kind of guys who who doesn't mind lockdown too much because they i don't know (laughs) i'm just like that man i'm i don't know maybe you could say i'm introverted or whatever but obviously i miss (laughs) i miss normal life i haven't seen haven't seen my girlfriend in nearly two months I haven't had a like a, a normal meal from outside in God knows how long. I'm having to cook all my own food, <laughs> and that's kind of sucks. And now I'm out of coffee, you know. I've got no coffee left, so I'm like <laughs> I'm having all the withdrawal symptoms. So it's, I definitely do find it hard, but like um, it has oh, especially. Do you remember the Euros? Did you watch any of the Euros? Yeah, I when, watched and, a couple. Uh, that was my lowest point when England lost to Italy. Um, like I, I, I like Italy. I'm not. I'm not upset that Italy won. I'm just. I just felt a bit sad. My sleeping pattern was ruined because the Euros. I was going to bed at like three a.m., four a.m. It was crazy, man. I was feeling terrible. Always on my phone. And then, uh, yeah, but this lockdown's gone on for so long. I didn't expect it, and I don't know what happened, but. It gave me an opportunity, and this is the reason I say I like it, because I, I I have been able to kind of take time now for myself, and turn a little bit inside, you know, and mm. focus on on good things in my life, you know. And, can um, Can you say like more specifically, like how you turn inside? Um, I think it was just like getting to that point where I was just like really sick of what was going on in my mm. head, just like going to bed really late and sleeping half the day away and then i've always been interested in like things like fasting and i think i must have i did a fast i did like a 24-hour fruit fast and then followed by a complete fast where i didn't eat for like 36 hours and that kind of really fucked me up (laughs) i felt so bad but then when i started to eat again i felt really good and i just remember waking up during at 6 a.m i Probably after not much sleep, I just woke up and I saw this like the sun rising, and I just like sat there and I was like, I'm gonna try meditate, <laughs> and uh, man, it just felt so good to be awake at that time. And uh, 
I've been just waking up every day since then, really, and uh, taking time to meditate, mm. fasting. And then that kind of put me in a really positive mindset, doing meditation and fasting for, I don't know how long it's been, maybe like a month now. And so, then I just f- f- put me down loads of other avenues. So I've been doing <laughs> a lot of research and uh, taking this time to do a lot of research. Yeah. I want to ask you more about fasting because um, I also really interested in that and then I really want to try that out. Can you tell me more about f- what you know about fasting? Well, maybe yeah. we, we can just start first with uh, the benefit of fasting and what uh, what's fasting mean? Yeah, I mean, you've probably got the wrong guy to answer, answer this question. But no, just just like, your, just your opinion know, and your yeah, experience, yeah. man. Um, so obviously... I always know about fasting because uh, yeah, our Muslim brothers do that when they fast for a whole month for Ramadan. So they do it for like holy benefits. So I've always known about fasting, but I'm not Muslim, so I never thought it was something I should follow. And then uh, I don't really know how I... Maybe it's just I follow like people that I look up to, I guess, on social media. They talk about fasting. There's this one guy I follow and... Uh, Yeah, he always just talks about the benefits. So I just watch all those YouTube videos trying to understand. And essentially, the du- duration of your fast has different benefits. So if you start, so it basically just, if you don't eat for four or five hours, then blood sugar's full. Just stuff like that. Things you won't really notice. Twelve mm. hours, yeah, okay. You, you're burning food or whatever. I don't really know much about the 12 hours. But it's after things like, intermittent fasting 14 16 18 hours where your body starts uh and breaking down breaking down fat that's what that's one benefit and um starts using that fat as energy and then your growth hormones in your body can start increasing after like 18 hours i'm gonna say stuff that i don't really know much about but it just i know it has a benefit i, I felt the benefit but i can't really explain the benefit things like your ketone levels in your bloodstream which help uh, break down fat uh, and when you autophagy do as well yeah. yeah there's just so many benefits but i don't really know the science of it i just yeah. know how i feel when i do it and the feeling is great man <laughs> like how great it is like is it Is it related to some feeling that you have before or just completely different feeling? Do you feel like powerful or something? Yeah, I feel uh, powerful when I, because I've been doing like a 36 hour fast and it's quite hard, but uh, especially at the start, it's hard to do like 36 hours. But um, just what it's the, for me, it's like when I'm really fucking hungry <laughs> and mm-hmm. I really want to eat and then I'm like, nah, I'm doing this for a higher purpose. I'm doing this to help my body, to like reset my body, to give it a rest. And uh, just to fight that feeling of uh, eating is really powerful. And then it just, you look at food in a different way and you can concentrate as well. Once you get past that feeling of hunger, everything's fine again. Mm. And I find that's, and then that's when I really started feeling meditation was working for me because my body was just so like, I don't know, I just felt my body was so calm. So when I meditated, it was just really easy for me to do that. Mm. But like, does the feeling of hunger carry out like um, continuously for like 36 hours? Or it's just at the certain time of the meal 
and no, your, yeah, your like, body triggered and then when it's past it then you feel normal again yeah i'd say it's just like wake up and normally you're hungry anyway so once you get past that it's fine then i normally eat around lunchtime so i'll start feeling it again then and then in the evening like i feel hungry again but then then it's fine but the, yeah, the... honestly, it's it's fine, but obviously, but I I when when I first start, I I got like headaches and uh, things like that. But that's just natural, I think. It's part mm. of it. Does it bring the energy of your body like lower? Do you feel like mm. dizzy, or do you feel like you don't want to do anything? Yeah, and that's why I think it was so important to have this opportunity in lockdown to to try it because I tried it before when I was still going to work and stuff and i felt terrible whereas yeah. this lockdown it kind of gave me an excuse where i don't have to really do anything so <laughs> why not try it and yeah yeah I, I i feel low and i think the worst one is your breath stinks <laughs> it's just because you're not eating and like your breath starts stinking man and you're like oh this is deep <laughs> really even though you yeah. brush your teeth yeah man just i don't know it's, it's even though my you, stomach. you drink food also so it's just because of some chemical happening in your stomach. Yeah, man. That some acid is making. Mm. Yeah, but that's Do, I think that's the worst thing yeah. about it. Just like you can taste it on your breath, and you're just like, ah, oh, man. Thank God I'm not going outside right now. I'm speaking mm-hmm. to people. Also, I want to ask that: Do you need to repair anything for before the intimate fasting for 46 hour, or you just go? Like, for example, if I want to fast starting tomorrow morning so my last meal would be let's say 8 p.m tonight and then from there on i just don't eat and then that's just basically how it's work um yeah i'd start with intermittent fasting where you just do like 14 hours or 16 18. so So to build up yeah so for every day in lockdown anyway it's something i want to continue after lockdown i hope so anyway but I know how life gets, but I'll eat my last meal, I don't know, seven. And then I won't eat in the next day until 12. Mm. And then I'll, and then let's say I'm only eating in, in a like eight, eight hour windows, like gap. And then mm. the rest of the time, and I feel fine because I'm in lockdown. I'm not really doing anything. It's yeah. just, I think it would just be hard to keep that up outside. But hopefully I can build up enough strength to, <laughs> to keep it going. But yeah, the 36 hour is different. Yeah, I just I just tried that without doing intermittent, and it really fucked me up. <laughs> but so, um, but in, now it's cool. Yeah. What What's that mean in intermittent? It's just like so. It's not like a f- full out fast. It's just like you 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 fast for fourteen hours, then you'll eat for eight, fast for fourteen, eat for eight. So that is intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what that is. But then the thirty six hours different. So is that like a higher level of fasting for 36 hours or just a different way of fasting? I think like the intermittent fasting is just good for just your general health. Mm. So um, intermittent fasting is like a, like a daily thing? Where yeah, I you, think that, that's more daily, yeah. You don't just do it, just not like a... Yeah, and then like because. the 36 hour thing is more like a reset for like a long period of time and then... Yeah, so one guy I follow on Instagram, he's like a... He does it every Monday. He'll do like a 36. It's water fast, so you can still drink water. Mm. And that's cool. Can um, you drink coffee? Does coffee make you even feel more hung- hungry because it's acid? 
I don't know. I haven't been drinking. I, I, I personally say don't drink coffee. So when but you then, do fast and you don't drink coffee? No, no. But then that, that's because if you're a coffee drinker like me, if you're from Vietnam and the coffee's so, so delicious that you can't live <laughs> without it, <laughs> then it's really hard. I think that's the hardest part is I get a headache that's true, if I don't man. have the caffeine. So when I have that headache and then my stomach's like hungry, it's just like the worst. That's true, man. I would risk anything for Vietnamese coffee. Yeah, that's it, it man. But yeah. was, I, was saw, no I think day. I got my numbers wrong, by the way. I think I got my maths wrong earlier. I, f- I said eat, eat for eight hours and fast for 14, but I think the day is a bit longer than that. <laughs> mm. My bad. But is it like, also, I, I watch a podcast and then the guy talking about eating one meal a day. Mm, so, that's like uh, the monks do that, yeah. Yeah, also like, Eating one meal a day, or um, either eating one meal a day at a certain time, and then you didn't eat anything else, or you do maybe two meals a day, but you eat at twelve midday, and then you eat again at eight eat in the evening, and then you're not gonna eat anything until twelve the next day again. Yeah. And then I, I've been trying out that for this free day, and actually now I'm really hungry, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to. No, not I need to, but I'm gonna eat after the podcast. But now I feel I feel fine. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what you said. Like, I think when you pass some certain like edge of the body, and then your body can be more calm. You know, like I know some people, like my dad. She he has um, diabetes. So, you know, like when people say they get. Um, Hungry, so when when they hungry, they <laughs> they angry. So yeah, yeah. it's very crazy, right? But I think it's very true. If you can control your hunger, I think uh, you can control your mind in a way, in a no, little bit. Yeah, that's that was the best way for me. Like, like I don't I don't think you really feel the fasting benefits. That's your body feels it, but your mind doesn't. But the things it does to your mind is that's what that's what I love about it. Yeah, like yeah, fighting man. the hunger and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, you, you said your dad's stubborn though. He doesn't want to like try and use things like fasting or a vegan diet. Huh? No, like I don't know, and also that I can't persuade him. And can I tell you a story when I came back um, from Europe? Yeah, let's know, man. So when I came back from Europe, I decide that I wanna affect him, that, so he can be in a more healthy way. And then, so I try to, I mean, like, I already into running, right? But, like, and when I come back, like, I, I say it more, like, like announce to his face that I'm going to do running every day. And I want, like, to do running every day is, like, a metaphor of inspiring him. Because to run every day is, is, I mean, it's not difficult, but it's also, it's not easy, right? Because just the pain of like, oh, I don't want to run today, but I need to, to like, mm. but like, and then I do that, but also I try to eat more healthy food and then I cook him every time I see him, which is not a common thing where like in the past, like, I never cooked for my parent. So I think, I hope that t- to see that change, he can see something and then like inspire him in a way, but it's just, it's not affect him. It just, it just affect me, you know, and like I've been thinking about that so much, and maybe I think it's just because 
I hope that he will change the way like I think people affect me. You know, like like I get inspired from people, and then mm. if like any of my friends do something, and then I I always kind of think like well, what can I learn from it. So I think just the way that I think, and then I just apply it for him, which is wrong. And then that's why I yeah. come up. I kind of see like like, and then I also read some quote very nice that is said, "You are what you do, not what you think you will do." And it is it's it's hit me really hard, you know. Like, and I think back like for the past couple year, like I thought I'm this guy who are like smart and and who are hardcore or something but actually i'm not at all I, I, i'm just think i am that guy you know i think i just like the avatar that i draw myself and i think that i am but i never do that i never exercise every day i never committed to something that to the level that i think that i respect myself so mm-hmm. and i realized like no like you just bullshit And then, <laughs> <laughs> but, you can't, but it's hard to turn up every day, you know. Like, for example, I'm talking about fasting, but there will be days where I'll be like, I'm just gonna eat earlier today. It's, it's like it's hard to turn up and do it every day, man. Yeah, cut yourself some slack. <laughs> no, but then if I don't do that, right, I don't respect myself. Like, I, I don't give myself credit because, like, I'm I'm trying to be really honest with myself. I'm not gonna be the guy who not like I tell you a story that I'm not gonna be. I don't want to look at myself that I didn't walk out for like two months and then I look at myself in the mirror and I, I try to half my belly and then I, I try to think oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm still look good, you know, like, but the fact that I didn't do anything for the past two months. So I don't want to, I don't want to look at myself like that. So I, I start to do like fin that I, I was like, I'm just going to commit to do something for a really long period of time. And even I don't feel like it, but I do it. And then when I look back, I was like, okay, I do this. So it's gonna be my cookie jar, you know? So it's gonna be like, mm. when I look back, I was like, okay, I give myself some credit. I kind of a little bit respect myself. So I kind of, so I try to do Duolingo like I tell you about a Dutch lesson. Yeah. And I think at the end of this week, I will complete learning 500 Dutch word. Nice. So I think that give myself a little credit, right? I mean, I can't carry out a full conversation, but it's also the feeling of doing something new, which is yeah, so man. mental and hard. Man, hit, hit, hit us up with a, a little message in, in Dutch. Surely yeah. you can put a little rubbish sentence together. <laughs> yeah. Like my Vietnamese. Do you think you no, but I think say like... I have more respect for you to, to learn Vietnamese because... It's a different grammar where Dutch is kind of similar to English. I mean, it's harder than, than English, but some word is based on English. So, yeah. for example, if I say good morning, it will be goede morgen. So it's kind of similar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so, so, so it's not very like mad hard, but it's just yeah. the feeling of learning something you don't know and like starting to be like from scratch and you suck that's why i want to talk (laughs) (laughs) but i I, that's why i have like respect for you to to learn vietnamese where uh english but my vietnamese sucks bro (laughs) but how long you been doing it three year now 
two years. Yeah, but the thing is, the longer I've learned it, is like the harder it's become and the less motivated I've been. So, like, I, I, I do like hearing praise with people, like, oh, you know some Vietnamese, and I'm like, I know, but I've been learning for three years. There are people who can be learning this for three years, and they're fluent, you know, especially because I'm living here. I'm just, I don't know, I just don't have like a, the drive to learn Vietnamese as, as much as I should because everyone I communicate with, they can speak English, you know, and when I can speak to Pete locals, I can just say enough, but I've never needed to expand it. Mm. And I, it's hard to get that drive to to expand the the knowledge, especially but, for a language like Vietnamese. But you see, you also want to driven yourself to the to the extreme level. I think because if if you look like this way, that compared to people who live here for three years, but They're so comfortable to speak English. Then they don't learn. They barely learn any Vietnamese. So compared to them, like you know so much, but yeah. you always like we always w- want to be better, and we we all like not we like here's me and you. I think everyone want to be better in something. That's why we always look at something that we haven't achieved, and we want to be like that. And It's just so crazy, right? So you say you look three years, but look at me. I'm in the Netherlands. If like till now, since the first time I leave for for the Netherlands, it will be two years. And for the first one year and a half, I didn't even try to learn any Dutch word because it's so comfortable <laughs> to speak English. Yeah. So the only word I know is just thank you and hello, which is terrible. So mm-hmm. now the the more I learn Dutch, I was like, why I shouldn't like why I wouldn't do this sooner, you know, because I could have learned so much more. Yeah, especially living there. But that's the problem, like, if you try to speak to people and then they speak English, they won't really give you the time to practice. They'll just start speaking English to you. I, f- I find that's the hardest part is finding yep. people who are willing to help you because a lot of people, they'll just want to switch to to their, to English yeah. or they'll want to, they'll just be like, <laughs> what are you saying I'm gonna walk away now <laughs> smile and laugh <laughs> no man I'm, I think I'm lying I think Dutch people they can speak um, they can speak Dutch to me but it's just because I'm too lazy and every time I start a conversation I always start with English so they oh, just they, they just trying to be uh, you know um, respectful to speak English back and they really try and out of their way to speak English to me yeah. so I think it's just an excuse for me Not to nah, to speak yeah. Dutch, so it's so, nice you're learning. Yeah, man, it's so weird. Better so late weird than never. <laughs> yeah, so weird to wake up in the morning and learn Dutch, but it feels so nice. Where someday you don't really do anything, but you can just like at the end of the day, you look back. I was like, well, at least I do one hour and a half Dutch lesson. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I quite like it. But uh, also, I listen to this podcast from. Uh, psych, the psych, the psych, psych, psychiatrist, John Peterson. He's very famous. I love him yeah, so much. He yeah, said that. Cool. Uh, he said that man is usually man drive for um, mastery of something, like the extreme mm. of something, just one category, and woman is uh, driving for wholesome. So, is. Is 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 proven, and it's it makes sense. 
when you really want you know like women it's make sense for it's makes sense for men to to really want to extreme to be something so they just like all in in their career or something and then just ignore everything else their health mm. their family and everything but a woman is looking for more in wholesome and here's not the gray in woman <laughs> what, what do you mean by looking for wholesome like so, looking for so they looking for things so if you put career love family yeah so they want to balance yeah. everything Mm. So they want a good family, also with good job, also with um, Shit, good. Man, I think I'm a woman then. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, <laughs> but it's just the uh, on the average. But mm. it doesn't mean that women they they are not ambitious. It's just they looking for more wholesome. Because if you look on the on the biological side, that you know, men can fuck around till they forty, they fifty. But but you not suggest to do so. But woman like. You know like if you have like a window where, maybe after forty or after thirty five you can't have kid anymore, so you mm. have the psychological pressure that, you want to get your family together. You know you need to decide what you really want, on that age. I think that's very objective, right? Because when I listened to it, the first time I was like, oh, just a bunch of bullshit. But like when I listened to it again and looking, just like objectively, I was like, well, that's pretty, that's pretty true, right? Because like we never think about that until like when he put on all the data. So I think that's very true. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Well, I don't know. I respect that guy's opinion. You know, he seems to know a lot about everything, and uh, definitely someone that I look up to. So yeah. maybe I'll check that out, man. Check that out. Yeah, mate. I also wanna. Yeah, sorry, what you say? No, I was just saying, man. There's so many things in the world that it's so hard to to know <laughs> to know anything, really, isn't it? When there's just so many great minds who are coming up with interesting things, and uh, everything's different, and everything's like a. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. Like contrasting and things are yeah, man. It's a it's a crazy time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm such a fool. I'm such a fool when I know more about something, and I just realize that I just know nothing about it. That's it, man. The so, more you know, <laughs> the yep. less you really know. Yeah, but that's true, right? Like the story I tell you that I think. Um, I think like before, I didn't even know anything about these thing. I didn't know what podcast is, and I didn't know how to to like live on your own and everything. But until I was in the Netherlands, and I meet so many like great people, or like so many good friends, and they 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 show me through example, and um, I I do and stuff more, and then I re- realized that everybody could do fun just as long as you try in it. Like, I have no talent, like I'm telling you. And I see, I promise myself if I see anyone with talent, but they can't see themselves, like they need so little encouragement. I like, I promise myself I'm just going to tell them that like what I see in them. So it's just like, maybe mm. they can they can try to do something, you know? Because like, I didn't know that shampoo is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little thing, right? <laughs> Yeah. But I, I live in this, the society that just all lie and it's so crazy. Okay, let, let, can, can I tell you something yeah. about what, what I learned about communication? Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. hit me up. So when I when I do my master in communication and I understand more about how people like giving out information to mass media or like you know like you have your niches and you read and also you have political side and you can frame people to understand the topic into this uh, this certain aspect or the other certain aspect and to give to give people a clear example covid is the same right but to look at how media and people perceive corona in the netherlands is also the so the combination of communication and culture value and how people talk with each other and how you perceive new and knowledge is so drastic drastically different in the netherlands and in vietnam and i'm such I'm such a fool when I'm trying to persuade people how I think about COVID. I mean, I'm I'm not downgrading it, but it's just so crazy to be able to see two sides of culture and society with the same mm. topic. Yeah, and yeah. It's just so crazy, right? So I see, and also now I do an internship in a marketing agency. The company itself is doing nothing wrong. It's just, <laughs> it's just uh, consumerism. So basically what my job is to find any reason to persuade consumer to buy that product and persuade them that it's good for them. But actually, mm. I don't think maybe 50% of it is the truth and 50% of it is just bullshit. And I feel like I'm lying to myself that I'm just <laughs> convincing people that it's good, but it's actually not, Yeah, man. you know? It's like c cigarettes, like they use the brand cigarettes, it's good, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Like, so I've, ah, uh, fuck. I f like, for example, with, I do so many uh, branding for milk, shampoo, um, uh, uh, cookie, and it was like, what I come up with is to try to connect those products with human biological or mentality of value to make them feel like they need it. But it's actually just bad for you. And <laughs> <laughs> I also cookies. You say cookies? Yeah, it's cookies. Oh, yeah, man. Don't need to encourage more sugar. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think a lot of people in Vietnam, they don't know sugar is bad. And I yeah, man, it's crazy how much, as you're saying, like communications can influence humans. Like, we're so easy to be manipulated. Yeah, see, right. So that's why this is a form of communication. Right? Podcast is a form of communication. That's why I feel so obligated. Not because I think I'm great, but it's just because I'm a part of this. I'm a part of people who know, like how crucial and how craziness communication can affect people and i feel i have responsibility to be honest to give people the true answer that not the mainstream media telling them you know so yeah. everything i know i'm just gonna tell people exactly what i know without any exaggeration and to filter myself that i'm better at i, I don't know anything better than you do i'm just the one who knows before you so it's just so crazy. I've been telling my mom that sugar is bad. And then for like after one month, like she believed me, not like the first time, but so crazy. 
And yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it's just so crazy. Also, I read a little of the book 1984. So it's talk about the importance can, of can you like. Tell me, can you just quickly tell me what 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 is 19? Is that like a when was it written? I don't know, but I just read like a shortcut of a, oh, okay. a, a segment. So it's just show the importance of language. Yeah, I feel me. Of how language can affect the way you think and the information, and it's it's so crazy. So to be, and then you listen to, you listen to uh, the girl from North Korea podcast, right? Did did you yeah. listen to it? Did yeah. she mention the story that in North Korea you don't have the word for I, like, mm. so everything is like we. Like we love it, we like it, we want to do it. Not like I want to do it. So it's so crazy to think like that girl. She doesn't have the perception of individualistic and personal desire. Mm. So everything is collective, and it's so crazy. And everything, my knowledge right now, I'm not degrading Vietnamese or something, but I think a lot of my knowledge is taken from English, and. That's why I f- I think in a way, I feel more comfortable to speak in English because a lot of what I read is in English, and also when I write in journey, could you believe it? When I talking to myself, I do in English. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Eng- the English language took over the world. <laughs> There's no surprise. <laughs> yeah, mate, and it's 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 feel also like I come, I. Um, I came through the topic of uh, self mastery, so I I think about this topic a lot, and then I think I taste a certain level of it. So not like I master something, but f- f- uh, according to myself, I think I'm pretty good, pretty good in speaking English. I I can uh, speak my mind and what I think. Uh, and kind of like consciously know what I think, so and it's even to that level. I I I, it's reward me so much with the people I talk to, the thing that I read or just comedy or everything to and be be able to understand joke. Like, could you imagine like if you couldn't understand like some like the best comic ever, like Bill Burr. Or like they're so good in what they do, and to kind of understand these jokes and I laugh so hard is I couldn't do that in Vietnamese, and to <laughs> to to have a taste of it, I feel so good. And I come from a kid who very bad at languages, like as sick as as I start learning English as grade six, which is very late for a kid right now in Vietnam, and I still remember the first test. That I did in English is like fifteen minute test, and it's just like some basic grammar. Tell me about your family, and everyone got a nine and a ten. Can 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 you tell like what what I get? I get a four <laughs> for like sixth grade. That's terrible. That was like get the fuck out of my class, grade. <laughs> and then I was so sad. And then like here I am speaking in English. Yeah. So, so look, tell me. Tell me about your family. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even like write a proper sentence about 
what my dad did, uh, do for a living and what my mom did. It's just yeah. so crazy, man. So. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's what I mean when I say my Vietnamese sucks. Is I wish that I could get the jokes and I can understand the memes. <laughs> but like in reality, um, I'm far from that. And I don't think I have enough drive to, to want to know that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's definitely cool, man. Like, yeah. But also without English, well, like without trying, I think I wouldn't be able to talk to you. And I wouldn't be able to understand what you're trying to say. Also, wouldn't yeah, be able true. to do the podcast with you. Also, yeah. wouldn't also not gonna believe that alien is real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. About alien. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna get me like sounding like some crazy conspiracy stuff? <laughs> do you think alien is real? Um, for me, like I. I don't know, and I think that's the fact we don't know is is pretty cool. <laughs> I think aliens are fun to believe, and they're also quite easy to believe. Yeah. Um, I, I I can talk about this, man. But first, I want to hear like what 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 do you think about aliens, bro? <laughs> are you a believer, or like what what are your kind of thoughts on it? Have you thought about it? I think it's just like a series of changing um, perspective about everything. So I think first is with shampoo. <laughs> Fuck the shampoo! Yeah, if anyone's I, listening, stop using shampoo. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the message. <laughs> I, I I haven't used shampoo for the past two weeks. I mean, only no. I only use shampoo like once every week, and the rest just like shower it with with water, which is a yeah. good improvement. I know that through <laughs> going to Ollie House, I couldn't find any real <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> it, it's hit me hard yeah. and uh also you know like just f- finding the reality about milk uh, about sugar and about people perception about everything and to go study abroad it's just like i have more time with myself to think more and i kind of like shed all the filter that I think that this is what I believe, but it's just like I f- I thought that was real, but it's not. And mm. and it just f- slowly, you know, I'm, I'm more spiritual than um, religion, and to be able with the internet, like to be able to listen to so many like great mind like people who's very smart but they just so humble and they know so much like could you believe like i think you know like jeff basil the guy like who who in charge of amazon like he think himself is a god and it was like to be able to more sensitive and then to kind of you have you kind of like trying to be related to those people and with that much money with that much knowledge and you have so you have so many power of understand something uh, of like in charge something so you must feel like you immortal right in a way mm. so like so i start from i'm just very like ordinary doesn't know anything very mainstream person just with being curious and 
slowly I'm becoming this person. Like now, like it's just it's just now now I I couldn't believe that something is not impossible anymore. You know what I mm. what I'm trying that, to say? That, yeah, is that what you mean with like shampoo? When you find out more facts about something, yeah, you start to to the kind of doubt what is truth, <laughs> what is a. And so, if someone says aliens are, are aren't real, for example, where you're like, well, how can you say that when, you know, what is real? <laughs> There's nothing yeah. real anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, right. And then to to know so many crazy people. And they do in so many crazy things that they they couldn't believe it's real. And then I listened to one audio book uh, of the guy named David Goggin. Um, do you know him? I'm unfamiliar with the name. So he tell me about it. So so he is basically uh, is called like the the toughest man on earth. And uh, to to like briefly talk about him, like he do he breaks so many world record, and he he's a seal. He's a. He was in military. He's been through three hell weeks in the SEAL training, and then he was like, he was he was doing impossible stuff. Oh, is this the guy who went to like a tribe or something? He made like TV series, and then he like had experiences with like indigenous tribes. You know, I don't know. No, keep going, man. Yeah, but but I but he was like obese person, and he was like just regular person. And now he become like a crazy person. He he write a book called "Can't Hurt Me," and I'm currently listening to that book. And in that book, he telling the story that he doing a challenge of twenty four hour push up. So, which is basically a whole day doing chin up mm. and break the world record of forty two thousand or four forty thousand push up uh chin up or something. So <laughs> equivalent to so after he did that push up and if to give to get Finn in perspective, so which is basically with within twenty four hour he lived off the weight of free spaceship. So so if you My think guy. about it, it's, it's so <laughs> crazy and, and he he's human. It's yeah. just so crazy. So to know people who do in that and then and then he said I'm just normal like you. It's just all the my game. Mm. And it's just like so crazy. Yeah, see, right? And so to, to know those people, like, how you, how could you stop thinking that fun is not impossible, you know? And then how much you could think that you you wait for the government to tell you to believe something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's so crazy. No, so I, 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 I think it's stuff from that. Like, I don't know much about Alien. But I think, in a way, it could be real. Hmm. See, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely similar in thinking to you, there, man. Like as you just said, like it makes it, it's kind of easy to believe it when you're experiencing these superhuman people, like Wim Harfer and this dude you just mentioned. And obviously, it's fun to believe it. And who trusts the government anyway? <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah man, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely think like you. Well, maybe I just went a bit deeper. <laughs> yeah, but it's like after I watched the Netflix, uh, the Netflix uh, documentary about Alien, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 
if it's not real, like why people make that stoke documentary just because of fun? So I think there must be something. There must be something uh-huh. behind it. And <laughs> I really hope it's real. I really hope that they visit us, so we can see like how silly we are, so we can yeah. just like move on as a species, and it's just <laughs> still uh, doing something greater than ourselves. Yeah, it's total like a, for me. It's just like it's impossible to ever know. That's the thing because. I'm not saying I'm like a conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying I've looked into this. I've just been exposed to certain things in my life that have given me an opinion on it. And uh, yeah, man, I just, I want to believe it. I find it fun. So for me, it like all started with a dude called Graham Hancock. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned uh, him before. Yeah. If, uh, if the listener or anyone doesn't know who he is, he just, he focuses on like alter- alternative history and uh, Rick trying to like uh, just get the truth out, like the truth of the, the Earth civilization. He's kind of similar to us, where he's like doesn't follow what the government tells you and what mainstream tells you. And he's um talks about Atlantis, and he mentions uh, Plato a lot. And I mean, I'm sure everyone's familiar with Atlantis. And he also talks about um. Gobekli Tepe, <laughs> probably mm. butchering the pronunciation. Are you familiar with that one? Gobekli Tepe? No. Can so you tell me about really, it? Yeah, it's a really interesting, like, a, uh, what do you call it, archaeologist find, I guess. And it's, uh, so they've dated it back to 12,000 years. And it's like a massive, it's like on the scale of the pyramids. Like, it's crazy. And it's, been built in a time when mainstream science and history is saying humans were still <clears throat> essentially cavemen so mm. it's like well how could cavemen ever build this you know <laughs> like this is like on a grand scale and it's got loads of uh, artwork and carvings showing gods and entities <laughs> mm. so it's just like well who are they they're, they're not human so it's just like so interesting 12,000 years ago before when we assume uh, humans were like this was like ice age stuff you know how could they build it and then I look at Randall Carson he's a really cool guy works with uh, Hancock talks about uh, sacred geometry it's like the building blocks of reality it's really interesting man if you want to look that up or if anyone's interested yeah Randall Carson he's got loads of like YouTube videos and stuff Oh. And he talks about like a comet impact um, theory, which is actually gaining more and more evidence as time's gone on since he first uh, talked about it. Yeah. So his theory is like um, there was a comet impact because the Earth travels through space, right? And it goes through this really dangerous uh, part in space where there's loads of asteroids, comets. And so the chances of one hitting Earth are really high. So their theory is that there was perhaps a better civilization than today and it was destroyed by the comet impact and then because of this destruction they had to try keep together what they already knew so that's when things like Gobekli Tepe were made as like a a house of wisdom for the the better ages so for me like that's like it's interesting but I don't really know what's going on I can't really like get my head around it or 
believe it or whatever, man. Like, it's cool, but but it's always on the back of my mind. And yeah, that, that UFO thing on Netflix, that's cool. Yeah. The reason I like, the reason I like that is because it's quite, um, like, talks about government, like, uh, cover-ups. And it's like, well, if there were government, government cover-ups on aliens, then, like, why? <laughs> why would they, like, cover this shit up if it's not real? Yeah. And I think the witness stories are really cool. So do, like, I, I like... Do you think, like, if, like, now aliens show up and then, like, we all see it, would it be, like, create chaos? And then, I like, think so, yeah. It would, like, change everyone's thing. Like, what, what religious people is gonna say now about alien, you know? Like, yeah. isn't it just God and human is just the only species that God create? with the exactly. shape of himself and then like now alien coming is different civilization yeah. even smaller than us even more yeah. al- alternative and biologically like just beat it with just beat us like to the ground like how could we explain that i think you know yeah i think that's and that's maybe why there are these uh, alleged cover-ups because it will just disrupt society like beyond belief <laughs> and people in power they don't want that really do they <laughs> so Yeah, like, I asked the Jao, my girlfriend, she's a Buddhist. I was like, what, what do you think about aliens? Because at this point, I've, I've heard about Graham Hancock, Randall Carson. I've seen this UFO thing. I'm just a bit curious. Like, I'm not delving into it. I'm just curious. I'm just thinking about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, why not? Uh, in my uh, religion, Buddhism, whatever, we, we kind of accept that there's billions of Earths and different multiverses. And, all. and I was like, what? Buddhism thinks like that. Yeah, so Actually, like they have like different realm. Yeah, and there's like all these different realms, and you can go. There's like I don't know what is it, six realms above us, and mm. however many below us, and so we can only what experience yeah. our five senses. But like maybe these realms are maybe they're living with it in our our, our lifetime. Yeah, and maybe. Like in our world, but we can't see them because they're operating on different dimensions. That's that's a cool idea. I like that one, um, and I think that's why probably karma is quite important. Because if you ever want to escape, <laughs> mm. if you don't like uh, the human world, if you ever want to reincarnate and escape it into a better realm, then you better start doing good things. <laughs> mm. I find that so interesting. Man. That's But pretty cool. It's so crazy, right? Because I think people just don't have the time to really like seriously critically think about it in a logical way because if they think about it then it could explain like why you believe in demon in god in like life after death and that is the possibility that you believe in and some people is like definitely believe in that but you don't believe in alien like you know like the possibility that alien mm. is real or something or yeah. like 2000 years like we couldn't believe that we just hold in this brick and then we talk to other people across the world and then travel across the world within 12 hour and now we have this technology and then just talk to each other through a computer and whole thing is real you know but now it's real and then so i think what we do now and like if you just travel back time and just like talk to a person They was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> so That's I think it, there's so many things 
could be. And like we, we more advanced than ever with technology and science and everything. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And then like, I can keep going. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I've, I got quite interested with Buddhism because of that. Mm. And then I started, and obviously Buddhism uh, has got some like connections, well, has a lot of connections to Hinduism. And they talk about the, the yuga, the cycle of the yuga. I don't know if you know the yuga or if anyone listening knows the yuga. Uh, but let me try to explain it. A yuga is, what, 20, uh, roughly 24,000 years of a normal human year. So 24 years is a yuga. And you break that into four different yugas, right? You break it down. So you have, let's just say, for example, you have a golden age, which is the, the time of perhaps what Graham Boom Hancock said, that's Atlantis. That's about 12,000 years ago. The Earth had a golden age. And then after a golden age comes, I don't know, you could call it a silver age. And this silver age would actually coincide with the, the pyramids and Egyptian culture, where it's saying that humanity is on decline from this golden age, but it's still quite strong and it's quite spiritual. And then the thing that just got me about this is like learning about the Dharma and all these the things written in ancient texts. If they talk about the Kali Yuga, so that's like the, the bottom of the Yuga, that's like uh, halfway of the Yuga, and the procession of the earth in, the, in space is such that it just creates chaos on earth. And it just makes so much sense because they talk about this time on earth where natural disasters plague the earth, fake virtue is everywhere they talk about where are we now disease and that's 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 where we are now that's like that's where they say that we are it's kind of like if people remember uh the mayan calendar in 2012 and there was this whole thing about the end of the world oh man it's, it's similar to that and i know a lot of people aren't gonna believe it but do i believe me, you just... I'm... <laughs> now, now i'm scared no, but don't be scared, though. Don't be scared about it. Because for me, it's just like, it makes so much sense to me. Because I, I learn about uh, Gobekli Tepe, and it doesn't make sense with the, the mainstream idea we have now. Look at my hair then, on my uh, on my arm. It's already go up. Same <laughs> <laughs> funny, man. And then they talk about all these gods and entities. And then they talk, and then the pyramids. And it all, like, fits in this timeline of a yuga. And then if you just look at the time now where we're just, everyone's fake virtue, we're lying to each other, we're committing suicide, people, there's like suicide levels are through the roof, the earth is just destroyed, there's no fish in the oceans, it's just like, and they were writing about this like thousands of years ago, they were writing about this time, and it's just almost like a prophecy that is actually true, <laughs> and for me it's just so easy to just buy that and just be like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why would I deny this when it just, for me, it makes so much sense with things that I experience and feelings I have. And uh, yeah, man, I just find it so interesting that maybe that we are just living in this, this time of absolute chaos and there's just nothing we can actually do about it. But if we are in this time of chaos, then obviously, how could we ever know anything about aliens or anything like that? <laughs> so... Maybe when the fast forward 12,000 years, we're in another golden age because the procession of the earth, then perhaps like aliens will just be part of our 
our heritage, our culture. <laughs> I don't even know, man. I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say, man. I know it sounds crazy if you haven't like researched this stuff, but if you if anyone's listening and they know anything about it, then uh, yeah, just keep looking that stuff up, man. The Hinduism, the Dharma song. Uh, what's it called? Read about the Dharma. All of that stuff is just if you're like a spiritual person. Do it's like, like the per- the perfect stuff. <laughs> Mate, like, do like I'm I'm seriously scared now because. <laughs> I'm seriously thinking about what you just said. Yeah, no, so but I... like, but the golden age is gonna come again. So there's nothing to be scared. It's it's just the dharma. It's just they say it's just the natural way of life. It's just how it is. All you can do is look inside of yourself and be a better person, so you can reincarnate into a, yeah. a better time period. You know. <sighs> I'm, I'll send you some links. <laughs> Yeah, please. Um, fuck, I don't know, mate. You froze me. You make me really scared. Like now, I'm thinking, but in it's like in a way, I'm selfishly, I'm thinking like, why am I born this in this town? Like, could I just be in a golden town where it's like Atlantis is real and everything? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. But, but nah. But the thing is, if we are in this Caliuga, we're not gonna know any better. We're never gonna. Uh, get enlightened we're never gonna like it's just if it's the natural way of life then it's not gonna happen so no man yeah but I, I, I understand there was like a saying like heart tam make heart man heart man mm. make easy tam easy tam make soft man soft man make heart tam there we go <laughs> so i think we in a very like I don't know, like easy time in a way. Not this COVID, but the society itself. Like life is, life is so comfortable, and because it's not organic, right? Like if you think about, if you like the person who into biological like aspect and thinking about like hippies, like mm. and then we just chasing bullshit. We just we like in that car. I mean, like obviously when I see like a Porsche car and i was like holy fuck like that looks so cool but to buy that to seek for people attention it's just a different level of um seeking attention it's so crazy we just like now it's like there was a saying this make me feel really sad but it's so true like people rather break their hand than see their phone broke <laughs> <laughs> And that's so true, and it's yeah, but that's what, that. yeah. But that's why I'm saying like this. This time period we're in, it's just uh, like a material time in the human, or just like the the Earth's uh, history, I guess. It's just like how it is, you know. And uh, yeah, like we, all, we, all you can do is try and elevate above it, and just try and yeah. find inner peace in yourself, do the right things in life, and hope that. Things become good in in the next twelve thousand years. <laughs> no, yeah, I believe so too. I believe now, like I'm more spiritual than ever. Plus, with meditation and thinking, like I just love this so much. This more yeah. than, better than any social media. No, but that was the the thing for me is I always felt like really spiritual. I remember like talking to you on the first podcast, and 
I need to find something to like believe in because I have these feelings, but I have no, no like channel. I have no teacher. And then like when I've started, just like I feel like I learned this stuff by chance. Like it just, it's not like I'm out here digging for it. It's just like one thing will lead to the next thing. Yeah. And I just like it makes more uh, sense to me. So I'm not I'm not saying that I believe it. I'm a hundred percent believe it. I'm just like could be true, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this because. The principles it teaches you in life as well yeah i and think it's it, it just be a, a better person yeah i think it's like the journeys and you, you want to be a better person and it start like separate you from what you already know and it's kind of like to really fight in what you really think is real and what's really work for you like a hunt like naturally not somebody make you believe it so it's very important like yeah, i could i, I, I if, if i if i can talk to myself like two years ago i was like are you crazy what am i what am i doing like what I, i'm believing on all this shit it's so crazy yeah like young me listening to me now would be like why do you care about this stuff man just go out and drink and <laughs> just go out and have fun man. why are you bothering with learning this yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I read you a poem? Hit me up, man. Always, always want to listen to that. <laughs> This is not uh, originally like my idea, but I found this poem. It's very nice. It's about um, the sense of hope and like your inner self is trying to talk to you. It's uh, I heard this uh, from. Lex Frisman, like a podcast mm, that I have. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's from uh. It's called Bluebird, from Jar, uh, Charles Buskowski. Do you know him? I'm familiar with the name, but I'm, I'm always man. I'm always. Okay. Okay. Here There's we go. a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say. Stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke, and and the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? Do you want to screw up the works? Do you want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes, when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there, so don't be sad. Then I put him back, but he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die, and we sleep together like that, with our secret pact, and it's nice enough. To make a man weep, but 
I don't weep 